Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast episode. Today, I am talking with Dr. Megan Rhodes about the Pyramid Sleep Program. You are listening to Creating Wellness from Within, a podcast devoted to helping you live your best life through self-care and wellness. In each episode, we will strive to offer you actionable advice and tools to help you with your journey towards greater personal wellness. I am your host, Amy Zellmer, and I am editor-in-chief of Minnesota Yoga and Life magazine and the Brain Health magazine. Additionally, I have published four books on the topic of brain injury and concussion. I am passionate about yoga, wellness, photography, travel, and all things glittery. You can learn more about me at creatingwellnessfromwithin.com. Today, my guest is Dr. Megan Rhodes, and she has been positively impacting families and individuals as a psychotherapist since 2012. She obtained her doctorate degree in clinical psychology in 2015 and embarked on a cultural immersion immersion journey in Mexico that same year. She completed her postdoctoral clinical hours in the Autism Spectrum Disorders Clinic at Kaiser Permanente Rancho Cordova, California, and became a licensed psychologist in 2017. While weathering the COVID-19 pandemic in Morelos, Mexico, with her fiancé and two Italian greyhounds, Dr. Rhodes became a TEDx speaker with her upbeat, informative presentation titled, Jingle All the Way, as Dr. Rhodes continues to empower her psychotherapy patients to take charge of their lives, she also enjoys an additional career focus, executive coaching with an emphasis on drastically improving sleep quality and duration. Dr. Rhodes' mission is to empower individuals to find their innate abilities to walk this earth as their true selves, powerful, positive human beings. So welcome to the podcast, Dr. Rhodes. So happy to have you here. Thank you so much, Amy. I'm glad to be here. And I totally can relate to all things glittery. I always need a little extra bling. <laughs> yeah, I got some bling on my shirt today. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're talking about sleep and, you know, sleep is so critical to our well-being. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I know you'll dive into all of this, but, you know, so many of us don't get enough sleep or we don't get quality sleep. Um, you know, we might wake up in the middle of the night. This happens to me a lot. This is my problem. I wake up at about two in the morning and I'm up for a couple hours. I can't fall back asleep. Um, and then I do fall back asleep and then I have to get Mm -hmm. up in a couple hours. So it's right. You know, it's just exhausting when that, and that doesn't happen all the time, but when it does, it's really exhausting. So really thrilled to have, to hear what you have to share today. Thank you so much for having me. So I guess I can even start with the uh, waking up in the middle of the night. I can give you a sleep tip right off the bat and then I'll kind of go into my program. Awesome. Uh, so, so my new kind of thing is like, you got to figure out whether you're salty or bland. So I am salty when I wake up in the middle of the night and I cannot get back to sleep. My mind starts going. I get frustrated. I think, oh, I can't believe I'm awake right now. Yeah. So if you're salty like me, is that you as well? Or are you kind of bland? Or are you like, oh, okay, I'm awake, I'll fall asleep? I'm kind of, I'm in the middle. Sometimes I'm salty. Okay. Like if I know I have to get up for something specific, I get salty. Right. But otherwise I'm like, eh, whatever, yeah. I'll fall back asleep. Right. Okay. So sometimes when you find yourself being on the little more salty side, you're 
it's recommended that you get up and do something relaxing. So no mm-hmm. using electronics, no, um, you know, doing anything that's going to kind of wake your mind up too much and keep you going. So you want to do something like read a boring book with like a dim <laughs> light on, um, is something that's probably going to get you to fall back asleep, but that's going to stimulate your brain enough to where you're not just sitting there, uh, kind of stewing about being awake in the middle of the night. So you want to do that until you're sleepy. So, you know, noticing your head kind of nodding or, um, your eyes kind of closing for a long time. And then you want to go back to bed. So the idea behind this is that if you get out of bed, when you can't sleep, you're kind of breaking the association of associating being in bed Mm. with these kind of negative emotions. Otherwise you're training yourself that when I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm just going to be salty. So this is kind of training your brain to do something differently. If you wake up and you're bland, meaning that you're just kind of like, okay, I guess I can go back to sleep. Um, then you want to concentrate on kind of regulating your breathing. So breathing nice and slow, relaxing the body. You can count sheep, or mm-hmm. I like to count backward from 999 all the way down. I've never gotten to one before. Uh, so usually that helps you fall asleep. Um, so that's my kind of tip for waking up in the middle of the night. Uh, should I segue into my program or do you have, yeah, that'd be great yet? No, that'd be sure. great. So you're right. Sleep is so, so, so important. And in fact, I see it as the foundation for pretty much everything in our lives. I can't function if I don't have a good night's sleep. And I think that's similar for everybody. Um, So I created this uh, pyramid sleep program that is based on the six different factors that I, as a psychologist, um, and actually many psychologists usually recommend to our patients when they're ambivalent about starting medication, like psychiatric medication, sometimes they come to a, so psychologists don't prescribe and psychiatrists do prescribe medications. So a lot of times people come to a psychologist, they say, Hey, I'm kind of on the fence about medication. Um, are there things I can do behaviorally first before I go the medication route? And so usually we try to help them in these, uh, six different factors of life. So movement um, sleep, diet and, um, water intake, exercise and movement, um, mindfulness or interconnection, and then, um, uh, connection with others. So outside connection. So, um, so I've put all these factors together in kind of a pyramid style. So if you think of a, of a pyramid as having a, a foundation or a base, those are the, the three things that we want to focus on. So I help people prioritize. Definitely, we have sleep in that foundation for my program. But then the question is, you know, what are the other things that each individual needs as their foundation before they can move on to the other pieces of their, their pyramid or their day? So for me, that's good sleep, it's nutrition, and it's mindfulness. To me, like... If I, some people need to wake up and go for a run and then they're pretty much set. Okay. Dr. Rhodes, I think we lost you for just a second there. So you were talking about your foundation of your pyramid. Yes. So my foundation is sleep. Uh, nutrition and mindfulness. And some people, their foundation might be they need to get up immediately and go for a run. That ain't me. But uh, (laughs) for some people, that's what they mean. So the idea of this program is that um, there's this individualized uh, kind of prioritization of each of these different factors. And so I help walk each person through 
making these small incremental changes that are not overwhelming, that don't require more time from them, because time is something that pretty much nobody has more of. Right. Um, right. And I kind of my um uh kind of motto, I guess, is how to sleep better without sleeping longer. Cause a lot of us we sleep as much as we, you know, we we have this window of opportunity where we can sleep because yes. we're so busy. And we just got to make the best of that. Right. Right. And, you know, I think for some people, it's like you said, you got to make that time for sleep. And I, you know, I know busy moms sometimes, you know, they got to put the kids down and then that's when they can do whatever they need to do. So they're not going to bed till like 11 or midnight even. And then they're having to get up at six in the morning. Um, and Absolutely. I mean, I, I just, I can't imagine this. I, I know everybody's different, um, but six hours a night can't be sustainable long-term. Can it? So the, the rule of thumb for adults is about seven to eight hours is the general sweet spot. And you're right. Everybody's different. Some mm-hmm. people need more, some people need less. I'm very jealous of the people who need less, uh, <laughs> but that's sometimes how it goes. And I have worked with you know, very busy moms. I've worked with single moms. I've worked with moms with partners and, and we try to see again, if there's some small change that we can make to where they can sleep more efficiently, or maybe they can, uh, what I call bargain with their partner to have some nights where maybe partner puts the kiddos down for bed or partners, the one who, who gets up with kiddos at night, that kind of a thing. So that, so that, um, they can at least have some reprieve from the sleepless nights so that then they can get some rest that they need and then be able to perform better during the day, whatever that might mean. Mm. So once you have this foundation figured out um, with your patient, um, you know, what, what are some of the next steps? Like what are, what are some of the the programs you might put people into? Yeah. Great question. If that's the right word. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so most people, have one or two areas that are the big kind of problem areas for them. Um, a, a lot of people got, I mean, I th- actually, I think pretty much every person I've worked with has said, man, I had no idea how much nutrition and water intake, uh, affect my ability to sleep. So for many of us, things like sugar or gluten, um, things like even, um, I can't remember what they're called. Uh, but the, I think like nitrates and things in cured meats, for example, um, those can cause our body to become inflamed. It's almost like our body thinks it's fighting off like an infection or yeah. something, right? Cause yep. we get mm-hmm. inflamed when we break a bone or that's a natural response to the body trying to heal itself. But if we have that chronically from food, which is a thing that happens for me, um, then our body is kind of always in this, I call it a low level fight or flight response it kind of always feels like it's on edge and it can't really rest. It's always kind of restless and it's always in this fighting mode. So if you think about it, then if I'm trying to lie down and go to sleep after I just had, you know, an amazing piece of pie or whatever, right before I go to bed, then that's going to increase my heart rate. That's going to make me feel more restless. That's going to be a lot harder for me to be able to settle down and go to sleep or, uh, the kind of sugar high that I might get might help me fall asleep, but then it dysregulates my circadian rhythm. And then I wake mm-hmm. up in the middle of the night and then mm-hmm. I crave more food. And then it just keeps the thing going over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I recently learned 
how our blood sugar regulation um, can really affect our sleep. And that was suspected of part of why I was waking up at two in the morning because my blood pressure or my blood sugar was dipping. And so Uh, um, we started having me take um, like some MTC oil before bed. Mm -hmm. And that really has seemed to help uh, regulate that. And, and, you know, and, and like not eating a couple hours before I go to bed too, except for that, that little uh, hit of, hit of fat before I go to bed. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That kind of sustains the blood sugar levels. And then your body's not trying to wake itself up going, Hey, I need whatever it is that it thinks it needs. Mm -hmm. Yep. You hit it right on the nose. I think another surprising thing for people is um, not realizing how standing is just as important as working out. So most people work out in the mornings and they might do like a really, really great workout, but then they spend all day sitting and that actually reverses the benefits of that workout in the morning. So if you're not standing throughout the day, whether that's doing a standing desk or maybe taking a call and walking, I pace sometimes when I'm uh, seeing Mm -hmm. my clients on the phone. Uh, and then I have a little standing desk, um, uh, what do you call it? Just like a little kind of makeshift standing desk thing. So I can stand sometimes to do my notes. Um, so even just little things like that are really going to help with those benefits. And so the idea, as far as how that helps us sleep is that you we have regular hormone secretions. Uh, we have hormones to wake us up. We have hormones to process food. We have hormones to help us go to sleep and many, many more. So if our bodies aren't moving in the way that they need to, then our brain's not releasing the hormones that our body needs to, for example, fall asleep. So then it's even harder for us to sleep. So that's why it's so crucial to include all six of these different factors. uh, Because if we just focus on one, it might not help us that much. We kind of need to make little changes all around. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, I feel like it's a vicious circle for people. Um, I know I went through a a period of time where I couldn't fall asleep. I would lay there for literally hours. Once I fell asleep, I was fine, but I couldn't fall asleep. And you, you get into that vicious cycle of not getting enough sleep. And I mean, it just, it makes you cranky and you just don't feel good. And then uh, you're, you're fuzzy headed and you can't think, right. You know, you're not as sharp. Um, right. So that sleep cycle is just so, so important. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad you bring that up. Um, cause I'll, I'll use myself as an example, but this happens for many people is okay. So I'm tired. I'm sluggish. I overconsume caffeine or I grab for something sweet. I think, Oh, this will make me feel better. And then that, that furthers the cycle or I'll take a nap during the day. I might have a client cancel. And then I think, woohoo, I have an hour and then I'll sleep as long as I can. Then I wake up feeling groggy. Then that yeah. also throws off my sleep rhythm. So it, I, I'm glad you bring that up because when, when we're tired, that's when, that's like when we, the last thing we want to do is to make healthy choices. And that's when yeah. the most important yep. is to try to stay up as late as we can. Or try to stay up throughout the day go to bed at the same time at night, wake up at the same time in the morning as close as you, you can. And that's going to help kind of set your, your sleep rhythm back in motion. You know, and you just mentioned caffeine and I'll share something that happened with me. Um, uh, about a, a little over a year ago, I developed a heart arrhythmia 
and Mm -hmm. had to cold turkey give up caffeine. And I was like, uh, you know, I had a good couple cups every morning and maybe mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't drink it past like two o'clock. I, I did have like that yep, limit where I'm like, I can't that's drink the magic it, hour but, usually. <laughs> um, but I did, I drank a lot of coffee in the morning and giving up that caffeine was like those first six weeks was just pure hell. It was awful. And I had that low grade headache, that withdrawal headache and, Oh, it was miserable. But I tell you what, once I got through that and got like a couple months into it, I noticed significantly I was much more awake when I woke up and didn't need the caffeine. The caffeine actually took me a couple hours to get going where now I'm, I'm pretty much ready to go. Well, not right when I get up, but give me an hour and I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think every person that I've worked with, um, that has kicked the caffeine habit, uh, has said the exact same thing. Once I got through that initial period of getting through those cravings and, and my body and my brain thinking that I need it, I feel way better waking up in the mornings than I did, uh, back when I was consuming caffeine. So yeah, you bring up a, a great (sighs) point. Another thing people can do is, um, you know, switch to tea. So even high caffeine teas don't even have like half the amount of caffeine that coffee has in. If you're trying to kind of dwindle, I know you weren't able to, you had to go cold turkey. I had to go uh, full. Man, uh, kudos to you. That is so hard to do. Uh, But for people who are trying to kind of slow, you know, gradually um, get off caffeine, you can switch to tea. Another thing that helps um, not only for caffeine or coffee cravings, but for any kind of food cravings too, like if you're trying to give up sugar or anything gluten-y to put cinnamon in whatever you're drinking or on things that you're eating, that tends to help make you feel like you're satiated and, and it can curb cravings. Interesting. Yeah. You know, like I had no choice. I had to give it up and it was like, you give it up today. Um, it was just like, and it was hard. You don't realize how much stuff has caffeine in it too. Um, and, and I, I did have surgery. And so I was told I can, you know, put it back in as tolerate it. I tell you what, I don't like it anymore. It makes me feel funny. <laughs> yeah. I have tried it. I'm like, oh, I can try my coffee because decaf coffee tastes exactly the same. Like it doesn't taste right. any different. But I was like, oh, I can have my my fancy Starbucks again. Mm-hmm. And no, nope. <laughs> made my heart rate just go crazy. Yeah, yeah, didn't like it. Yeah, so, so that's. A I'm good like, point. you know what? I'm okay with this. This is healthy. I'm giving it up for good. So good for you. That's yeah, that's really hard to do. And I'm sure your body thanks you for it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, and I, I have to believe it's probably affected my sleep too. You know, I'm, I'm probably getting better. Sleep. Sure. Sure. Well, and even your gut health, I would imagine too. Cause like you said, even when it was decaf, it still did funky things for you. Um, so for me, I know it's, it's coffee, whether it's decaf or not upsets my, my gut but also um, dairy products. So I didn't realize Mm. that I had a problem with dairy. Um, I was putting heavy whipping cream in my coffee every morning and boy, was it tasty. Uh, And it just doesn't work for my gut. Again, that puts my body right into that. Yep. Puts me into that mode of, of the, I like the fight or flight 
kind of thing. And my body thinks that it's got to fight all the lovely things, sugar and gluten and alcohol and caffeine and (laughs) dairy, all the, all of my favorite things. But when I can, and I'm not perfect. There are times where I consume the things I shouldn't consume that happens. Uh, And when I can abstain from those things or have them just little bits at a time, like maybe once a week, I just feel so much better. My energy goes to the roof. I can fall asleep easier. I can wake up easier. Um, I have that extra bounce in my step. Um, and, and I find this to be very similar for people that I work with as well in my program who have kind of found that, um, the balance of all these different pieces and they find what, what works for them, what bothers them and what helps them sleep. Well, Dr. Rhodes, uh, this has been a lovely conversation. And if people want to learn more about what you do, um, I do have a clickable link in the show notes. Your website is drmeganrhodes.com. And tell us, you know, what they might expect to find um, in your in your website. What what kind of information can they find there? Sure. Yeah. So that one is geared more toward the um, executive coaching. So it talks about a uh, summit that I had available. Um, it's still available for purchase. Um, and that's for the SAS CEO summit. There's information about coaching, the coaching program. So if you're wanting executive coaching uh, individual sessions or to buy a package of four sessions or more, and then there's information on the sleep program itself. I also have a freebie in there. So if you want a free gift, you can also go to drmeganreds.com. So that's five tips to sleep better, not longer. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today, Dr. Rhodes. This has been such an important topic and one that I don't think we talk about nearly enough. Oh, I agree. Thank you so much, Amy, for having me. And Thank you for just being on this mission to bring wellness to people. I I think it's incredible what you're doing. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you everyone for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and please consider leaving a five-star review wherever you are listening to this to help others on their own wellness journey, discover this podcast. Thank you all for listening. Have a great day and I'll see you in the next episode.